happy Valentine's week. In today's episode, I brought my husband, Stephen Samuel, on as a guest where we talk about seven things that your men want, your man wants, but might not ask for. It's good stuff. Let's jump right in. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Okay, welcome back to episode, well, episode 84, actually, but this is our second episode in February, and today I have secured my husband as the guest, Stephen Samuel. Mm -hmm. Say hello, dear. Hello, dear. Uh Uh-huh. And we are going to be talking about seven things men want but might not ask for. Now, I'm not going to lie, I shamelessly stole this content from Matt Boggs on YouTube. I thought it was fascinating, so I want to give him all the credit for this genius. However, I wanted to pull in my husband's perspectives. We want to address some of these, you know, male-female topics. Now, Mm -hmm. Stephen, how long have we been married? 17 years almost. Yep, 17 years in March. So we come from a few years of marriage. So number one, seven things men want but might not ask for because maybe it's intrinsic to their nature so they don't realize they want it or they don't feel like they can ask for it. Whatever it is, seven things. The first one is he wants you to be happy, his woman. He wants you happy. It is written into the male DNA code that their woman is their pride and joy and they want her to be happy. And Matt says this is because... It's a direct reflection to him of his ability to succeed as a man in taking care of his woman. A happy woman means she's well taken care of. So, Stephen, what are your thoughts on this? Happy wives. Happy life. Did you have a summarized? No. He brought in all kinds of heavy theology. We started the recording over again. I was like, wait, wait, wait. This is a different kind of episode. Mm -hmm. We're going light with this one. Anyways, okay. So, you agree? You think that's? I think it's very true. Very okay. True. And I've heard that uh, actually some men love the sounds of like a female singing in the house or the sounds of female laughter and the sight of her laughing and playing because all that lightheartedness is both feminine and also just bright and refreshing. I would much rather have a happy man in the house too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, he wants you to take interest in his interests. Now, granted, this goes both ways. I really like when Stephen takes interest in what I like. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this is a learning curve, but (laughs) we all like when someone loves what we love, right? It builds connection. It makes Mm -hmm. us feel seen by them. So what would you say, babe? When do I take interest in your interests? As far as interests, I mean, it's like you see me, I see you, you see this makes me happy. And oh, he, gave, yeah. he gave the story about a guy who um, his, he called his long-distance girlfriend. He loved football, he loved the Rams, and he was about to sit down and watch the game. So he called his girlfriend just to check in. They're long-distance, so they couldn't be together. And he was like, hey, what are you doing? And she goes, what am I doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm getting ready to watch the game. And she was like getting food and getting munchies and she was all getting settled in to watch his favorite team play football because that's what he liked to do. And he <laughs> felt he felt like totally touched and his heart melted and he felt connected to her in mm-hmm. a special way just because she was taking interest in what yes. he likes. 
Yes. Didn't you feel like that when I was sitting with you? Listen, Jen became a Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> critic within 20 minutes of learning who Patrick Mahomes was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I liked Mahomes. He's in all the commercials. I, he was the only guy I recognized, so I felt like we she had knew connected. Mahomes from the Allstate commercial, not from the game. <laughs> No, I recognized him from the game, too, because the camera kept panning to him on the side of the field. Who is that guy that keeps zooming in on? Anyways, well, Mahomes had the ball, and it was like the end of the game, and he should have been taking every risk to get it across the end zone. But no, he kept trying to find someone to throw it to and was running backwards. I was like, Mahomes, what are you doing? She became a critic overnight. Babe, I was trying to connect with you over football, mm. yelling at Mahomes. We connected. All right. Lots of laughter. Okay, so the third one he wants but won't tell you is he wants you to initiate sex. I think some guys might communicate this to their woman. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, would, would you say this is a valid desire? You know, I think it just depends on every relationship. Some guys are way more interested than others as far as initiation goes or not, you know. Yeah. Just depends. I did. <laughs> Matt Boggs did say, he goes, now listen, females, if you're the one who's the sex machine and you're always initiating, good God, give your man a break. <laughs> I, was I was like, that's say funny. That, but I'll divide Matt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, number four, he wants to be praised and acknowledged. I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah. I think, you know, love languages speak a lot to that words of affirmation. Praise and acknowledge. I mean, guys, if they're good providers, want to be affirmed in that. And gratitude goes a long way, you know. But now, and not just provider. I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, we have families now where husband and wife work. And so gratitude both ways of sacrifices made. Okay. We understand that most of these are mutual. Mm-hmm. We just are interested in knowing what a guy thinks right now. A guy thinks, yes, this is very true. So how practically... Would that show up in a way that feels natural? Well, just words of affirmation, you know, thanks. Like, thank you, babe, for... So an example that Matt gave, which we try to do this every time Stephen takes us out to dinner, Mm -hmm. I remind the boys to tell Daddy thank you for taking Mm -hmm. us out to dinner. Or if Stephen takes me on a date, I try to always make sure and say thank you for dinner. This is true. Right? This is true. And my mama taught me that. And I think, go mama. yep, go mama. It's just important, those little things. And so it's those little things, right? Yep. <clears throat> when, da- when daddy comes home tired from work and in my heart, I'm like, oh gosh, he's tired. Really the better thing my husband taught me is to say, thank you, baby, for working so hard at work mm-hmm. today. So hard that you come home exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything <laughs> else to add to that? Any pointers uh, for the ladies? I would just say, you know, Gratitude brings down a lot of defenses, so. Mm -hmm. All right, that's a golden line. Okay, number five. Encourage him to go get some guy time and some independence. Mm -hmm. Because guys crave adventure, and they also need a sense of independence. And us girls, we like our girl time. Women Mm -hmm. need women, and we definitely need to get our girl time in. And so guys would love the freedom to know that they can go get guy time without feeling like they're insulting you or making you feel like he doesn't want you around or something. Yeah. Elaborate on this, dear. Well, I mean, I think there's times that, you know, guys want to be home with their family and kids, that there's times they need to just... And some guys, they you know, thrive on other company, 
company of other men. Mm-hmm. You know, they go hunting in groups and stuff like that. Uh, some guys, uh, uh, quite a few of my friends, they just like to be alone. They like to go somewhere, be alone, sit down. I like to go sit down, read a book. Yeah. Drink coffee by myself with nobody bothering. I feel like I'm pretty good about giving you independence time. Mm-hmm. You think? Yes, I would think so. <laughs> Sometimes too much. <laughs> Sometimes he's like, come home, woman. Mm-hmm. No. No, I do. I sit and Stephen off. Well, actually, it's usually his suggestion, but there actually have been times when I told him to go off and take a weekend and do his writing or go spend some time tackling his vision and agendas for the next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes away on missions trips and stuff like that, but it doesn't bother me. I'm quite independent as well. And sometimes mm-hmm. I like not having an extra person to tend to for a few days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Um, okay. So with that, now I will say this, given the fact that men need adventure and guys getting away, there's one little aspect of this that I think makes it even more important Mm. is I actually have heard from a few different men, both in messages and in relationships, um, like secondhand relationships that a man's need for adventure, if it's not being satisfied, can actually create a struggle with pornography if they're not careful or if that's something in their history. Because whatever it is that pornography does in the male mind, it elicits a sense of chase and desire and adventure and it kind of scratches that itch. And so I remember uh, Chris Valatin's son, uh, Jay Valatin, was sharing one time that he... You know, he had struggled with pornography for years, got set free, was living free from it, but he found himself kind of like feeling pulled in that direction again. And he was like, what is going on? And so he stopped and he just asked his heart like, hey, Jay, what is it you're actually looking for? Like, what is your heart actually craving that you think pornography is going to fix? And he just kind of listened to his heart and he was like, you know what? I need adventure. And so he went home. And he said, you know what, hun? I need to go hunting. I need to go get some adventure. Mm-hmm. And so he went. He took the weekend. He had some adventure. Went hunting. Killed something. Brought it home. Had the chase. Had the conquering. It was wonderful. And he said that when he got back and kind of got that fix for his soul, he didn't feel the draw to the pornography anymore. And so it was actually like that craving for adventure was was showing up. It was creeping up. Um in that little aspect. And, and I've known other people too that, that that was kind of an issue. And so for any guys or wives, if your guy struggles in this area, you know, make sure that he has an outlet for adventure and for mm. the chase and for conquering and um, feeling like they can master life. If your guy lives a stressful life with work and family demands and bills and all of that stuff, he probably is due for some adventure. And that could be playing football with the guys or killing an animal, whatever. <laughs> so what would you say to that, babe? Uh, quite a few thoughts on that. I mean, I don't know if it's always directly connected. Usually addictions like pornography and whatever, there's always a deeper root. I mean, I get what he's saying. You know, when you get fatigued emotionally, temptation has a, a foot can have a foothold and that mm-hmm. that's very true when guys get emotionally fatigued physically fatigued they need to recreation to relax some guys other guys they don't need recreation they just need to sleep or whatever <laughs> um so there is an element of truth to that but i would say 
Yeah, guys do need time alone. Just like I think everybody needs time alone at some point. You know, if you're always going and going, especially now we're so inundated with media and phones. I mean, like you can literally stress yourself out thirty minutes on your phone every day and kill <laughs> That's you. That's true. And uh, so, turning off devices is is a huge way to avoid addictive habits kicking in. Yes. Yes. Um, that's good. And as far as guys wanting to be encouraged to go get some guy time. Oh, yeah. Always good to have friends over and hang out or go somewhere and hang out. Yeah, this is true. Okay. Number six, guys crave our confidence in them. They won't necessarily ask for it because a lot of times guys won't ask for what they want because it feels quite vulnerable to ask for what their needs are. Um, and, and so a guy who's going to actually express what his needs are has probably had to think it through a lot, has had to wrestle through it and has to figure out how to word it so it doesn't sound needy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because guys are not likely to say, oh, this is what my needs are. Um, but they do, they crave our confidence in him, which is why ladies, if he's driving and you're talking over his shoulder, micromanaging how he's driving, which I am very guilty of. Mm-hmm. Then he might get defensive because it insults um, his perception of your confidence in him. He feels like, oh, mm. she's going to micromanage my life. She has no confidence in my abilities. Would you say that's right? Well, I mean, I think, you know, guys need encouragement, confidence. Male ego is very fragile. Mm-hmm. And so uh, guys, because they fear rejection many times... It's not like a blanket statement, like all guys aren't in this, but many guys fear rejections. So for fear of rejection, they just won't ask, you know. And so, especially if it's an area where they've asked and been rejected before, you know. Yeah. So what, going back to the the actual point of guys craving our confidence in them, what is it women can do to communicate their confidence in their guy? Communicating words, you know, words of encouragement as far as like, you know, Thankfulness. I don't know. That helps a lot. Mm-hmm. When people are thankful. And then not being critical. Like criticism really is a it's a death nail, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if you find yourself, ladies, if you find yourself overly critical, always wanting to correct, even in a good spirit, you just have to be cautious that constant correction will come across as nagging, not encouragement or good advice. Mm. Yeah, I've found that women, we usually mean it in a good spirit, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a critical spirit. But oftentimes when we're making suggestions, we're just trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, once they get defensive, you know you've pushed that button of where he feels like you're not confident mm-hmm. in his abilities. So micromanaging what he does is one way that we oftentimes cross that line. Um, but... Keep in mind that showing faith in his abilities shows faith in the man himself. Because the guys really personalize the way they perform, right? Mm -hmm. Because at the bottom of a guy's heart, like we said in last week's episode, at the bottom of a guy's heart is that question, am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? And that's why men look at performance and there's so much competition is because... (laughs) that's how they're proving to themselves they're enough Mm. they're looking for the challenge every time they master a challenge it feeds that question inside of them that they're enough and so when you Mm. show that you're confident in who he is or in what he's doing Mm. then it satisfies 
that's like the same thing as your guy looking at you and making eyes at you and telling you just how beautiful you are. You know, mm-hmm. it feeds that that inner longing. Yeah. You know, I will say, though, uh, a great way to kind of understand or um, evaluate if your guy struggles with um, confidence is uh, if you look at the relationship between a dad, a guy and his, a man and his dad. If his dad is not an affirming person, then there's a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah. But if he's not, if he is an affirming person, you'll find that it's a lot easier to be corrective and show respect, whereas mm. their ego is very fragile, especially if they didn't have a good dad. And and I got, I, I remember reading uh, James Dobson's book, Bringing Up Boys, and toward chapter 9 or 10, he talks about, he was meeting with a CEO of a corporation, and he was asking him, you know, how he hires for upper-level management. And he, you know, we're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in salaries and hot pretty, you know, we're not talking the janitor, we're talking hiring people that are in upper level management, whose decisions have an impact on the company. And he said, what he'll do is he'd take out candidates, uh, applicants, you know, go take them for a day of fishing or, you know, go hang out with them. And of course, the candidates think it's about what the activity is. And what the big question is that they don't anticipate is, you know, question about how was your relationship with your father? And the CEO said he would never hire somebody that struggled in their relationship with their father and didn't have resolution. And uh, it sounds pretty harsh, but it seemed to be a great tool that worked mm-hmm. for him. Um, guys, when they come out of an abusive relationship with their dad or a neglectful father, uh, the need for respect is much higher yeah. than uh, guys that didn't. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they're looking for kind of what uh, Wild at Heart in the book, Wild mm-hmm. at Heart talks about men are looking for that approval and that Mm -hmm. affirmation that they're a real man from their father. Yeah. And that's where that comes from, that validation. And if it doesn't come, their soul keeps looking for it. Yeah. And and it's, it's kind of a balancing act because men are looking for validation from other men. When they start looking for it in women, it can become a very cyclical, a downward spiral, you know? And so that's why it's good to have like the previous points good for men to get around other men and that are good and healthy and can validate their parenting validate their fatherhood mm-hmm. yep yeah um okay so last one number seven mm-hmm. what he needs from you that he may not ask for is respect r-e-s-p-e-c-t okay. find out what it means to me or him um okay so respect <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep it interesting here. <laughs> uh, respect. Trying trying to show him respect can show up in various ways. Now, I know when we first got married, this mm-hmm. was a struggle because I grew up with sisters and a very involved mom. But my dad was kind of more quiet in the mm-hmm. background and my brother just played by himself. So I didn't, I didn't really grow up with men teaching me mm-hmm. how men perceive respect mm-hmm. because I just thought from a girl lens and Mm -hmm. thought it was similar and it clearly is not Mm -hmm. and so for guys ways that respect shows up um can show up in how we listen i know it does bother steven if i don't let him finish what he's saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's how we started this episode interrupt (laughs) sorry uh timeliness timeliness being courteous of their time to me, that's a big one. Different mm-hmm. personalities. Steven is not timely. And so he probably doesn't take it too personal if you're late to an appointment with him. But for me, it's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. like an issue of respecting my time. Honoring our differences where 
You can be different. You love theology and apologetics. Mm -hmm. I love knowing I'm reading the Bible correctly, but stick me in a Bible history apologetics course and I'm going to struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Give me the science course, not the history course, you know. We Mm -hmm. each have our nerdiness. Anyways, and we can honor the fact that we have differences, but that shows respect when you can honor the differences rather than reject them. Um, Courtesies, common courtesies like please and thank you or being quiet when I'm Mm -hmm. sleeping or um, not stepping on my toes when we're all in the kitchen, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What are some courtesies that convey respect to you? Courtesies. I think respect, I think in Egridge's book, uh, he talks about his book, Love and Respect. He talks about, he says... Above everything that men want, respect is the highest priority. Above, I mean, even sex, men would rather have respect than uh, sexual intimacy, which is kind of crazy, but that's that's the big thing. It's like respect is the central need in a guy's life. And so... Does sex convey respect? I don't think so. No. I think respect is, um, is not so much for it's not so much the presence of respect it's the absence of disrespect so like correcting a guy in front of all of his friends or in front of the kids like he's an idiot Mm -hmm. that's disrespect you know and it's not that he doesn't want to be corrected it's the tone in which you correct if you correct him in a way that like you're you're foolish which i've seen wives do that to their husbands and it's humiliating for every man in the room when a wife tears down her husband sometimes jokingly sometimes very intentionally or maliciously Regardless of the motivation, it's disrespect, you know. And so, I mean, wives wouldn't like it either. But I'm just saying for guys, it speaks a lot more because they're supposed to be the, in the scriptural context, head of the home. They're the ones that's supposed to be leader. And when when a woman uh, or wife disrespects him in a way that's a a dishonoring way, then it can be very wounding. That'd be like the equivalent of you... Coming to work and your husband walking in the room and criticizing your outfit and your hair in front of all the girls in the office. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of rude. I'm sorry, babe. I did that the other day. Mm-hmm. I know. He called me on it. I didn't realize it was kind of one of those things where the words kept coming and I was like, it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> the more I'm talking, it's going downhill really fast. And it started as a lighthearted joke and it, <laughs> later he was like, that was really disrespectful. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, babe. But you did good. You didn't get like mean or defensive or anything. Not not like badly that. defensive. Maybe like a little edged, but I understand. So, anyways, so respect is is <clears throat> important to the men. Um, do you got any more practical suggestions on what that looks like? Mm, I think, like I said at the beginning, it's not so much a. Uh, the presence of respect is just the absence of disrespect, you know? Yeah. And for some guys, you know, they have different levels of tolerance, you know? What might be one disrespectful for one is not for the other, you know? True. I, you <sighs> know what? I remember one time that my husband came in the room and we were in a meeting with our Chi Alpha staff and I turned around. I was like, babe, I've been looking for you all day. And it was not a disrespectful comment. And Stephen didn't take it disrespectfully. But there was another guy in the room who's a words of affirmation guy, and he pulled me aside later, and he's like, listen, if my wife had talked to me like that in front of the whole staff, I would have been really humiliated. That was really disrespectful. And I was like, really? I didn't I didn't think I was being disrespectful. And so I checked with my husband. He's like, no, I wasn't disrespectful. And mm. so that guy, though, that was his threshold. Mm. It would have been disrespectful to him. So all guys are a little bit different. So your husband, it'd be a good question to maybe ask your husband, hey, what are some practical ways that I 
communicate disrespect unintentionally or what are some ways I can communicate respect intentionally. I think one thing I like to do, which is really simple, but I try to honor a guy's strength. And so like, if I can't open a jar, instead of fighting with it, I will easily just go find a man and ask him to open it for me. Or like when I'm on an airplane and I have my little carry-on bag, instead of struggling to get it in the bin, I will find an able-bodied gentleman nearby and say, would you mind if I borrow your muscles real quick? Can you please put this up there for me? Mm-hmm. And But I'll, I'll use a phrase like that because it's kind of lighthearted, you know, borrow your muscles or would you mind helping me or whatever. Um, and I just find that guys like to be the hero in that moment. And I do that with my boys and I do that with Steven and mm-hmm. really any male that's nearby me as long as it's not taken in a flirtatious way. Mm-hmm. Um, then I like to to honor their their strength and I think it makes guys feel respected right it does it does it does good point okay so all right there's your seven things men want but might not ask for one he wants you to be happy ladies so sing like a songbird in the house be happy have happy thoughts focus on the positive and gratitude I think gratitude is one of the best ways to cultivate a happy heart that's good as a woman um, as a person, really. I, I teach Shiloh this all the time. <laughs> uh, two, take interest in his interests. Don't feel, ladies, like you have to take interest in something that's literal torture for you. I will never love playing Risk. Mm. And I have made that clear to my husband. But <laughs> I'm happy to give him the time and space to play it with his buddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, football, I'll sit down. I like making all the food. I like sitting and screaming at the TV with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, three... He wants you to initiate sex, particularly if he is mostly the initiator. So take a take an opportunity to do that. Number four, he wants to be praised and acknowledged in all the little ways. Not all the time, 100%, but just look for the little things. Five, encourage him to go get some guy time and have a little independence or some adventure. He mm-hmm. needs that, especially if he's been working a lot. Six, guys crave our confidence in him, meaning don't micromanage if he's doing something, even though he is most likely doing it differently than you would. Um, And show faith in his abilities, like, oh, babe, thanks. I always know that it's going to be taken care of when you handle blah, blah, blah. Or one thing we say around the house that I say on purpose Mm -hmm. is, if it's broken, it's okay. Dad can fix anything. (laughs) That's actually a mantra in our house. Dad can fix anything. But I intentionally say that to the boys because I want them to see that I have confidence in their dad's ability to fix all the things. Plus, it inspires him to fix all the things. (laughs) Do you appreciate that I say that? Uh, Sometimes. Sometimes, (laughs) except for when it comes to the laundry list, right? Uh, And the last thing is respect. Communicating respect to your guy in the little ways, in how you listen, in -hmm. your timeliness, in honoring your differences instead of instead of being irritated by them, and in common courtesies. Please, thank you, clean up after yourself, Mm -hmm. fold your laundry, hang your Mm -hmm. laundry, shoot, Mm -hmm. preaching to myself right now, Mm -hmm. and honor his strength by pulling on it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, any last suggestions for the ladies? Sounds good. Was this insightful? Insightful, yes. Okay. All right, well, ladies, there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. And for those of you who are single... Happy Galentine's Day with your girlfriends, gal, Gal girls, Galentine's. It's a thing. It's really actually a thing. Um, Go have fun with your girlfriends or go have a date by yourself or stay home and pretend it's a day like every other day. But 
For those of you who are celebrating Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day, and I hope this was helpful. You can use these principles honestly in any relationship with any man except for the initiating sex one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take that outside of the bedroom. <laughs> but all these other ones are great ways to just show honor to the men around you, to your boys, to your family members, to your coworkers, mm-hmm. and especially to your husband. So thanks, babe, for coming on the show. It's an honor. I appreciate it. Do you guys like having Steven on the show? Leave me some feedback if you Mm -hmm. do. I know. These episodes always get a little extra watches, so I know you've got your own little fan club out there. I got them out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Y'all have a great Valentine's Day. See you next week. Okay, so your life hack for today is one great way to find new date ideas is A, you can go on Pinterest and look up date night ideas for your spouse or just date night ideas or whatever, and that will get the ball rolling. You can also look up date night ideas for enter your city here, Beaumont, Texas or Houston, Texas or whatever. But another one I love is go to Groupon, groupon groupon.com, and there will be lots of different like unusual excursions or... Um, like they have one that's like a, uh, what's it called when you follow clues around the city? Scavenger hunt. There's like a scavenger hunt or different things in your city that you could do as a date night that makes for a, a fun little extra adventure. You could also do an escape room. Just Google escape room in my city and look up your city. Um, and those are really fun or like a bike tour of your city. There's all kinds of fun things. And I found all those ideas on Groupon. So Groupon or Pinterest are really fun places to find date night ideas. And if you know of a great date night idea or somewhere that you got some great ideas, let me know. Come on Instagram, Java with Jen and drop your suggestion in a comment or send me a message because if you guys have some great suggestions, I'll include those in these next couple of episodes. So thanks guys for listening. Don't forget to stay tuned for next week. We're going to talk about how to add love and nurture connection with your kids. And that's going to be a whole fun episode in itself. And then the last episode of the month is again on love and relationships, but how to love yourself, self-love from a godly perspective. Our culture, it's very trendy, self-love, but I want to approach it from a godly perspective that includes scripture. We're also going to address um, postpartum depression. We may do it in that episode or maybe in the next one in, in March. So we've got some good episodes coming up and that one I'm gonna be interviewing a licensed therapist um, psychologist. She has her own business and uh, it's just going to be good stuff. So stay tuned for those. Those are coming at you and you guys have a wonderful Valentine's. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon. Or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember... 
you will fulfill your greatest destiny one day at a time.